Okay, we are in Sefer Yechaskel, Perek Chof Gimel, Pasuk Chof Ches, Amar Hashem Elokim. So we saw the beginning of Chof Gimel was a graphic, and I do mean graphic, sexual metaphor depicting B'nai Yisrael through two sisters, uh, one named Ahala and the other one, the younger one named Vahaliva. Ahala is representational of the ten tribes of Israel. Ahaliva represents Yerushalayim. And the two sisters are represented as having carnality unbounded. There isn't a nation or a people they have not committed znus with. And of course, the metaphor of znus, as we've said dozens of times, is read Avodah Read in it that they were subject to Avodah The relationship is like an adulterous, promiscuous relationship against the Kaddish Baruch It's as if they had betrayed him. And so we learned in those first 27 psukim, they sin with everybody. Their sins are with Egypt, with Moab, with Ammon, with um, Bavel, and with Assyria. And what they do is become enamored and enhanced of them. And we saw the factor yesterday, very interestingly, that the Navi and the Kaddish who place a lot of the inspiration, if you will, for this terrible promiscuity and carnality with Egypt. Somehow we as a people learned from Egypt the just terrible hedonistic um, wantonness of their country, of their civilization, that it's absorbed in us. As we said, as one uh, Peru says, it's like a cancer, it goes into remission and then suddenly bursts out again. It is in our DNA. And then, of course, it shows their lusting after the culture, the nationality of each of the other nations, something that is, again, representational of us in later days that we kind of admire every civilization but our own, every country but our own. But here, um, it turns bitter when the Kazdim, they love the Kazdim, the Chaldeans, which are the Babylonians. They love, and the men are represented as just gorgeous men on stallions, dressed completely in uh, overwhelmingly beautiful outfits, wonderful lovers. And then, of course, we see that Sidkiyahu rebels against Nebuchadnezzar, and sort of the honeymoon with Bavel is over. They are now repulsed by Bavel. And so that's where we pick it up, where the Kodesh who is now, we've heard the, the charges, as it were, against him. Now we're going to get the sentencing. So, so but, but you know, a couple of, a little short while ago, we said the worst sin was, was murder, right? And now it seems to be back to the unforgivable sin being of Odazara. So I got the impression when we were talking about how we could figure everything but murder, that if if you could even you could even you could even live with a Bodhisattva, 
if if we weren't killing each other. All right, so the blame for the downfall is Avodah Zohar, but there are the Mepharshim, it is especially like the Rambam, who says you can't have a society. You can have a society doing Avodah Zohar, you can't have a society that's murdering each other. The fabric comes apart. So it's like, choose your poison. It's, it's both that brings down a society. So now the Navi is instructed to say to these two sisters, Ohila and Oliva, uh, ki, uh, we're on Pasuk Kavches, Ki Koamar Hashem Elohim, Hinini Nosnecha Biyad Asher Sonisa. Now I'm going to give you into the hands of the nation you hate. It's now Bavel. Belachu Koyigiecha. I am going to give you Asher Sonisa, Asher Nakon Asheh Mehem, that you just are repulsed by them. Uh, so I'm going to give you in their hands for they are going to deal with you in hatred, Bavel. And the they're going to take all your strength and all your toil. They're going to leave you naked and bare. And when they do that, it will just lay bare, as it were, the extent of your promiscuity, of your carnality, of your libidinous, licentious lifestyle. And this will be done to you uh, because of your promiscuity, how you followed the other nations, and you just defiled yourself in their Avodah Zohar. And now he's addressing Ali Boy, because the other one is gone, the ten tribes. And he says, and now, just like with your sister, I am going to give you this coast, this cup in your hand. A cup that contained all the um, lust for Avodah Zorah, all the poison of the societies you lived in, all the poison of your sins. And it is a very deep and wide cup, as we're going to see. You are going to drink of that same cup. Deep, wide. And this will make you the laughing stock of all the nations of the world. You will be the object of scorn and humility because it is going to be so much wine in there. There is so much that you will have to absorb. And of course, the cup represents Avodah idolatry. Shikaron biyogon timalei koshama ushmama kosachoseh shomo. It is going to fill you with drunkenness, but a different kind of drunkenness, not the joy and good feeling of wine. It will fill you with a drunkenness that brings you terrible sadness. Yogam, timole koshama ushmama. It is a coast of desolation. Kosachoseh shomon. It is the same cup that your sister, shomon, again representing the ten lost tribes, drank of. And you will drink from it. It's going to inspire you to have a Zorah. So intense 
will be the feeling it induces in you, Papa Lazaro. You like suck every bit of wine uh, sediment. The, um, the pieces of it, you will chew its pieces. Tanaki, that metaphor of the breast that we said that you adorned your breast so uh, to be such a seductive element to the people, your breast will fall off. Or you will tear at your breast. So uh, that has different meanings. In other words, some say it's a physical loss of the breast because that was what drove you to your thing. The other says it's representational, the bosom, both bosoms. One could be the Torah of Alpeh, one could be the Torah of Shabbat one could be the loss of the Kohanim, or the loss of the Nevi'im. Rob Breuer, in his parish, has a relentlessly optimistic interpretation of this, saying, that you will tear out, when you tear your breasts, you will tear out the last vestiges uh, of Avodah Zorah. Uh, and thus, you will tear it out. And to prove his point, Rabbi says, when they went into Golis, when they finally go in to the Babylonian exile, Avodah Zorah stops. So that could be the sign that this is what... Well, happened. it only stops in the very direct and literal sense that you're not praying to something that you call God. But that it, it survives. That it survives in other forms. And you might add, it only is eliminated by supernatural forces where they don't attack you from, you know, the Avodah Zorah. It eliminates Avodah Zorah as a component. So, in any event, Rav Royer is being optimistic. Continues the Navi. Um... Because you have forgotten me, and thrown me away behind your back, never to think of me or ignore me, you will bear the fruits of your promiscuity, of your znus, of your avodazora. And now he returns to um, Yechezkel, back to these two sisters. Will you not give tochacha? Will you not rebuke these two sisters? Tell them, spell out in detail their abominations. He neafu, they have committed adultery, the dumb two separate causes, and blood is on their hands, Veskilehem Nafu, with their idol worship they have uh, adulterated, they have committed snus, the gam espinehem, but with their children, Ashoyoduli, which I have been born to me, Heavirulahem La They have passed over to the idol worship. We know that they are passed over to the Molech, the way you brought your child through the fire as a sign of your uh, fidelity to the Molech, considered unanimously by all Mephoshim as the most vile, uh, desecrating of Zohar there is. So you did that. You have 
the uh, avonos of adultery, as it were, on your hands, and blood on your hands. Moreover, what they did is they defiled my mikdash, and desecrated my Shabbos. And the Mephorshim tell us, very strangely, they would have a bris in the base on Mikdash, like according to the law, Kedastikidin. And then after, they would sacrifice to the Molech, a very strange, you know, combination of the two. And then they would, Mechalel on Shabbos, they would bring the child into the bris on Shabbos, and then bring their Avodah Zorah in. That's what a society they were. Um, but it's true for a lot of Jews today, even some who are somewhat connected, they, you know, let's say they can go to a, a synagogue or something akin to a synagogue, in the morning. Like a reformed temple, and have bacon and eggs. And we've the, never seen that in yeah. our time, but yeah, that's yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know, the Jews that are in shul, 9 a.m., and in the afternoon they're pursuing their own avodas are. But here, it's a very bloody inconsistent that they're bringing their children to be into the covenant of the Lord, and then running it through the gauntlet of the Molech. It does not make sense. The And what's worse, what you did, let me, I skip the sentence, when you slaughtered your children, for that's what we said outside. They just brought them in the same day, then sent them out. This is what they have done to my sanctuary. What's more, you sent for men, like a cheap prostitute. You summoned men to come to you from distance, from distance land. You sent messages, messengers as well, to get them. They came to you and they were received with magnificent feasts. La Sherachatsta, you got dressed and washed, Kachalta, you painted your eyes, Enecha, Vadisa Edi, and you gathered them in magnificent parties like they were visiting royalty. The Yashapta Almita, and they did like the normal feasts were done. You sat on a bed, an honored bed, the Shochan Orach prepared with all kinds of food, and you put my kitoris, and you put my oil that I gave you for the Beis Hamikdash, you used to provide the background, the incense, the fragrance of these licentious feasts. The Kol Hamon Shaluba. And so now there is coming a group of nations, not necessarily in war, but coming upon you droves of people. And they will surround you at your table midbar. They're coming from the desert, which could indicate not necessarily such a high class of, of suitors, because by and what do you do? You put Sweden on your day bracelets on your hands, our terrace first our Roshan, because you're still adorning yourself, you're still getting for pits to greet these clients, as it were. Some say that so desperate 
are you for their attention that when they come, these people from all over, you give them the bracelets and you give them the crowns instead of you being seduced financially. And so then uh, what happens, I thought that this is still it will be worn out. All these adulterous acts, you're going to get tired of them. And I thought that this would be the time that from the exhaustion of it, you would put this away. It will depart. But it doesn't. It never leaves. And as they came to these women of ill repute, so are they going to come to Ahala and Aliva, these sisters in promiscuity. Righteous men will judge you. This is puzzling because it means men from other countries. We were told yesterday they are going to apply their law, which could be much harsher, more different than my law. But it also could mean these people, the judges of other nations, Bavel, Egypt, that your sins so loom over them that they have a certain sickness. I would accept their judgment over yours. So that they will judge you. Those two twin charges, you have committed adultery of Avodah Zorah, and there's blood on your hand. This multitude of nations will then arise upon you, turn upon you, and make you like plunder and destroy. The Rogmu Aleyhem Evan. They will stone you, call of Oreo son Becharo, say him, stab you with their swords. Benechem, Uvno Sechem, Yahargu, they will kill your children. Uvatehem, Be'eshi Srofu, burn your homes. It'll be total devastation. Vehishpata Zima in ours, and then the Zima, the promiscuity with your destruction, will vanish. And the women will have lost this taiva to do these terrible things. I will put your perfidy, your promiscuity on you. You will have carried these gilulim, these avodah and then the yadatim kiani Hashem elokim. You will finally realize I am. God, your God. So now the window is closing. We are getting very close to actual destruction. Nebuchadnezzar is now at the gates. And so we will pick that up in Yerush Hashem, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Ad Khan.